0: And now, part two of the Down From Ten launch cast. I would,
1: like, <laughs> I would like Kite to hold forth on the her experience narrating for Down From Ten. What was that uh, like for She's
0: it? not narrating, she's
1: Aren't playing she? a part. Oh, I thought you were narrating the female. Well, yes.
0: I, I was going to be, but um, we had uh, two two emergency recasts on the part of katie gotcha. yeah and it
2: became more much more important to find a katie than to have um a male and female narrator as
0: cool as that idea was
1: mm-hmm. yeah well definitely si- having seen adam
0: teese st- is in my favorite podcast author live cool thank hey you, there man. you go
3: adam how are you bro it's mm-hmm. good to see you. Good, good to see you out there on the and, and the, uh, the 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 talk shoe sphere, <laughs> much, provided it mm-hmm. keeps working properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Having read Katie and seen how much of you was in her from the beginning, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was a, definitely a great choice.
3: But the um, uh, I guess the big question is now, Dan, how are you going to juggle
1: producing? You know where
3: I'm going with this, mm-hmm. as, as Chris flagellates himself. Um, <laughs> Yes, yes, Chris. You were going to say you were going to snark, please no, share the snark with the rest of the <laughs> class,
1: Mr. Lester. I was just going to do the Latin again, oh okay,
3: yeah, okay um,
0: <laughs> he's just whipping it out here,
3: yeah, man. whip it, whip it good, so this um
0: be I would do
1: yeah, three.
3: that's tea. would that bit uh
0: Adam is asking if that's tea Talk
3: yes, hi, Adam. It's tea. So what I was going to say to you, Dan was um how are you going to juggle, producing down from ten while you are still writing. Uh the um the the next uh the next well
0: time. I did it the other way around I wrote down from 10 uh both the screenplay and about 80% of the novel while I was writing and podcasting Predestination so yeah figure you know just do it the same way in reverse The writing and uh and the audio work use different parts of my brain Um one is a performance and one is a is a linguistic thing
4: So he pipes with two hands while he's narrating a completely different story simultaneously
0: that's apparently. actually not far from the truth i <laughs> i actually do um listen to uh, i'll like listen to to uh, audiobooks while i'm editing um a- editing a podcast i'll listen to audiobooks while i'm writing a new book i'll do you know i'll be working on writing yeah i'm i'm Fucking crazy is what I. <laughs> um,
1: it's true, folks.
3: <laughs> so one man's insanity is another man's ADD. Juggling isn't
0: what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is I don't actually have enough time to finish Free Will before nine nine oh nine. Right now, fuck producing it. I mean, just writing it. Um, and the reason is that the when I was uh, writing down from ten, it, it turned into a much bigger project than I expected it to be because the screenplay itself was eighty thousand words and it was all the dialogue and the stage direction So I thought fast turnaround to turn this into a novel because it's already novel length. i just got to fill in the gaps between the dialogue. Turned out to be a lot more involved than that. And um, so I wound up going about three months longer on it than I thought I would, which fucks up my schedule for free will. And I tried to write free will at the same time, but the emotional headspaces are so radically different that I could not world hop between them like I can between other writing projects sometimes. Tea? yeah what uh, i just yeah. answered your question you're sitting there looking at your phone <laughs> well you know i mean
3: like 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 like, like, in, like any good room full of geeks all of us are on our own our, our own kind of kind of computer slash zone and i was uh, i was listening but not really paying attention what did you say again <laughs> <laughs> it's the ears the bastard ears, the ears are causing interference yes. me- fabulous so let me explain this whole fabulous thing. I, I think I think I think that may be another thing that may be wondering. Okay, T's been in San Fran for a little too long. Um, so he came amazing. to us
1: like this, folks. Yeah, yeah, we I didn't did. Break I him. did. So blame Pip. Um, <laughs> we're,
0: we're, uh, New Zealand is such a happy place. Yes, New Zealand's
3: a wonderful place. Um, so so what happened was was that it, it was the they were introducing the guests. Of conscription, which was the uh, Science Fiction uh, Fantasy Association of New Zealand, or fans, mm-hmm. uh, SF fans, um, and uh, that, that's their that was their con this year was conscription, and they were introducing uh, something about uh, they were they are introducing the gas, and somebody somewhere mentioned Twilight, and
0: <laughs>
3: I, I don't know whether it was the jet lag, I don't know if I was just I'm just I'm, I've just hit my my my, my my fill of angsty vampires but i finally just went hi my name's edward and i'm a vampire how do you know because i sparkle fabulous and the place went nuts people were wanting me to do that on my on my panels so i'd have to go into this this hello i'm a vampire fabulous and it just it became the running joke not just in auckland but everywhere i went in new zealand um even in the record shop i was in a record shop there was this big twilight poster and i saw the twilight <laughs> poster and i was like oh my god it's edward fabulous and i almost <laughs> got a discount for the suit cds that i was picking up
5: nice. i mean you know uh,
0: in the chat room ap Stevens says you have to tell us how that flight to new zealand was 18 hours is probably a bitch and mike rock responds I think we're listening to the results. His poor brain <laughs> yeah. pulled out through his ears due to cabin pressure. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 but yeah, why am I playing footsie with Lester? <laughs> come, on, come on, Lester. Play with my toesies. Play with my sparkly toesies. Sparkly toesies. And sparkly he really toesies. is, is <laughs>
4: whipping him with Kenny's Slugger. Wait, see, if you're touching yeah. Lester's feet, who are touching mine? <laughs>
0: I think your roommate got home, Danny.
4: Uh,
3: okay. uh, but um uh anyway, yeah, so um
0: no um so anyway you were saying multitasking. I
3: was saying the whole multitasking thing. I think some people can do it better than others. I mean I can multitask to an extent. I just I know that podcasting podcasting one project while writing another is, is, is a bit
4: difficult. I mean Well, yeah, I mean you split it up. Like you do one in the morning and you have lunch and then you
3: Provided you could full time, I would
4: imagine.
3: Providing you can you you can do this full time, the 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 issue is when you you know like like my my job as a contractor is I go in and I teach a class and that means I'm I'm on my feet from you know sun up to sun down. I get home uh, and I'm sure Chris Chris has, has done this too as a teacher. You know, you get home and you're exhausted, but you're like, I've got to do a podcast. Now, granted, you've yep. got yeah. yep, you've, now granted you've got a staff, but he, you know, the staff helping you, you're your 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 editing elves.
4: Yeah, well, that was the that was the problem that I ran into. With like, I had like two months where I wasn't working or doing anything except just hanging out and making music, and that sort of kicked off my my drive to do that. But now I had to get a job, so I had this like landscaping job, and it was the same thing where you come home and all you can do is sit and that's all you want to do, and you don't have time to, because it's just sucking all the energy out of you.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, but, yeah.
4: for uh, it's, it's, weekends or for, and it depends on how excited you are about it, and how, how disciplined you are about it.
0: Yeah, and this You year, know
4: it's something you're going to do.
0: Yeah. This year for me is a, um, is a marathon year. I'm trying to write, write three novels and podcasts, two this year. Um, or, well, two and a half. And make a splash and build my audience and that sort of thing.
3: It's, I mean, the the you know, and
0: and, I, I in, the, in, the, and in the process, I'm loving doing this so much that I'm now looking looking to try to get into um, expanding the studio to produce audiobooks full time for like publishing companies and shit. Oh, sweet! Oh, that's awesome. No, <clears throat> that is
3: awesome. But uh, but if I remember correctly, wasn't Asimov said the moon is a harsh mistress? Isn't that uh, Heinlein. Heinlein? Heinlein, Heinlein, Heinlein said the moon is a harsh mistress. Well, you know. Honestly, I think podcasting is a harsh mistress mm-hmm. uh, particularly when it comes to writing they're they're both they're 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 both very very time consuming yeah particularly in how uh and how and how I do in it how yeah. you do it, how I do it, how Chris does it I mean if we simplified it, you know yeah maybe maybe we be, would be able to produce more, but then you've got that whole issue of like
0: yeah, but a sound effect would be really good okay, I'll do the sound effect you know and then, well, and there's also there's a there's a a bit of a seasoning that happens with the fiction. When you have that extra, these extra three listens through, um, mm-hmm. they, you see more little ways it can be tightened and fixed than you do just doing a straight read, right? And that's something that I really like because it helps me grow as a writer. Sure. And sure.
4: The fact that these are, are usually dramatized or at least you know read with a lot of acting in it, and sometimes feature music, and also it, you're you're basically giving your fans a lot more than. Just some jackass who writes a book and leaves it, you know. You're you're just you're you're serving the community with a product, and, and but you're doing it out of because you guys aren't getting paid anything up front. It, this is all out of like hoping to gather friends and fans who are going to love your work because they're going to appreciate how much work you put into it. And no. so that's good. Like, uh, podcasting should be kind of it should be hard. If it was just this easy thing, then. Everyone and their mom would just have the podcast novel they did.
3: Now, I would, say, I would say there are some people that don't particularly care for the, um, the, the, the big production. Mm-hmm. And
0: the- yeah, I got, I got a review on Goodreads last week. Um, Four Star Review said it would be a five star review, but the voice acting and the sound effects detracted from what was otherwise an incredibly intense atmosphere.
1: Right, and I th- so bizarre. Oh
3: no, no, it it is. It's, it, it it's really hey, huh? strokes.
1: I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll throw that out to
3: the chat room. Um, Kim
1: Fortuner says, "You know what? It's actually a negative for me to be listening with the book not yet in print." If you, could you elaborate on that, Kim? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I was going
3: to actually throw out to the chat room: What do they prefer? Do they prefer the one author read, or do they prefer the smattering of the? did they prefer the smattering of of? Um, <clears throat> some guest voices and some special effects or do they prefer full out mm-hmm. um full out because ca- that was the thing that i thought that was interesting with billy battings when billy battings won the parsec i was kind of surprised that they wanted for best for audio best audio drama. drama because i thought but i didn't ha- see what i define as an audio drama is a full cast mm-hmm. full cast full set sound effects etc cetera, etc cetera. and it wasn't that it was only certain key scenes um and I, I kind of like that because with patio books you can you can walk that fine line, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, but I'd be really curious as to what the room thinks. Do they think? Do they prefer their? Do they prefer their audio fiction with a smattering of, of sound effects and, and voice actors? Do they prefer a full cast?
1: Or do they prefer the solo read? Kim says that the reason why it's a negative for her is because case in point, T, I haven't listened to any of your casts. The thing is, I can read. Bitch. your I can. She she owns all of your books. Good. She says, I can read your book in one day. It will take me at least four to five to listen to it. Oh, so okay. she's just a hella fast reader. So, okay. So, so, so,
3: Kim, in other words, you know, you don't listen to my stuff because it takes too long. And then I guess it won't take me too long to listen to your audio stuff.
1: That's fine, too. i I okay.
3: I can, get, I can get behind that. I can get behind that.
1: Bitch. Anyway, so A.P. <laughs> Stevens says, I like either a solo reader or a full cast like a radio drama with the works.
0: Mm. Um, Adam T. says, Safari keeping crashing. Uh, try Firefox.
3: Try Firefox, Adam. Try Firefox, and Kim. Firefox
0: has crashed on me twice. Uh, That's Kim why I'm says just on the a call. survival guy, dude.
3: <laughs> Kim, I'm just trying to provoke you to call me bitch. I really want to. I really want to be the the comic book goddess's bitch. So come on. Call it. Call it. Call it, Kim. I know you're dying to. Go for it. Uh,
0: Mike says he likes the full or partial cast since, like Kim, he reads very quickly so the full cast spices it up yeah. rather yeah. than
1: forcing him to slow down. It
3: enhances it. It takes him, it t- it takes mm-hmm. him longer. I mean, the, but the thing about the... Uh, oh,
1: the th- thank you, Adam. Adam says, I don't think I could handle a full cast Sigler novel but Metamorph City was freaking awesome. Thank well, you. yeah.
3: Yeah, it was. It was Kim little- laughed
1: and said she doesn't call anybody a bitch, dude.
3: Damn. Damn. <laughs> You're breaking my heart, Kim. But no, I you, you know what I mean, Kim. I mean, I'm,
0: oh, no, and, I, and Mike I, points out if the story isn't solid, then no amount of casting, no, will it help. won't. No, I no. would agree.
3: I would agree. Uh, and and the funny thing is, I do have people that have told me, like Kim, they they don't like the audio, uh, the audio. They they prefer they prefer reading because they also right. want to make sure that they have they they don't want their imagination. Influenced, by someone, else's or influenced performance. by someone else's performance. Right. But I remember Paul S. Jenkins said that when he when Paul S. Jenkins read a novel before there was podcasts, mm-hmm. he would read it he would hear his voice. His you know, and he would he would hear his his the, the characters in his mind. He said when he went and he read like Moravi and he read uh, the print versions of all these books, he said that all he would hear would be our voices. He would hear Scott Sigler, he would mm-hmm. hear Pocket and the Pendant, he would hear me. And I, I find that interesting. Now, as far as a, a full cast of a Sigler novel, I would actually like to hear
0: that. That would be interesting. I think
3: it? I think personally the rookie
0: would the rookie would to be hear. great, and Nocturnal would work really well with the full cast too. the The different cops have such distinctive voices in writing.
3: So long as so long as Sigler voices uh, voices Pookie Chang.
0: Yes, I can't. I can't yes. hear anybody
3: else. To, he, I
0: can't hear anybody else doing Pookie
3: Chang other than other than not, other than Sigler. <laughs> right, bright, right. I just yeah. he really nails mm-hmm. that. And
0: Adam says he prefers audio because he can read and drive, which is one of the things mm-hmm. I like about it. Well, as yeah. you can see here, T is in my house you've seen how many books oh yeah but but yeah. i i have two three times as many what
3: i find format. fascinating what i find fascinating is that i downloaded um i downloaded a couple of books off of uh, audible.com i mean paid download quality is shit it is no, I mean, no
1: no no they have they've now offered the super high resolution high okay. audio quality stuff i've listened to it it's as good as getting it on C D. But
3: I'm still calling bullshit on it because when you pay when you pay for something It shouldn't sound like it's being being uh, wrote a read to a Tim Tim. Versus oh. no, versus you, me, Dan, we're doing it for free. And, and we're it, ma- and in some we're cases surpassing, matching and
0: surpassing their production center.
3: That's my opinion. Yeah. And and for them to say, Well, if you want quality audio then you've got to get these super
1: high quality. come on you don't have to pay anything extra for it it's just a matter of which one you want to download but the
3: one i at least at least when i tried it and this was Mm -hmm. maybe like two years ago two or three Mm -hmm. years ago i downloaded the highest quality Mm -hmm. um audio that they offered it was like a it was like a a, i want to say it was a 128 kilobot it was not it was Mm -hmm. i believe it was an mp3 it no, was, it's it was, not.
1: It's a proprietary format. Right, but
3: it was their highest quality they had. It was like 120 mm-hmm. or 192 kilobotts, and mm-hmm. it sounded horrible. And, and it was Stephen King reading. Mm-hmm. That was the worst part. There's I mean, two,
1: two things. One, Audible does not actually create the content. They get the material that they get is, from what's, is what's pu- provided publishers. to them by the audiobook publisher. Right. So if the audiobook publisher's work is crap, then the audio is going to be crap. Um second they've got a new format out just in the last 6 months that doubles the audio quality. Kim I'm laughing the, at you the, that
0: that's hysterical. What did Kim say? Uh Kim's like uh, I loved The Rookie but Sigler has a real weird thing about his women characters. Uh all the women in The Rookie are freaky alien wide receivers who worship football.
1: <laughs> yeah actually they they worship Which is uh, why it's a fantastic. So there you go. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been very happy with Audible. It has given me access to a lot of authors who I love, who I would never have time to read their stuff. And um, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a little expensive, but it's, it's really cheap compared to what audiobooks usually go for. Yeah,
0: see, I just won't do Audible because I refuse, absolutely, and I always will, I refuse to pay for DRM content. I will never do it, and I don't care what I miss out on. Mm. Um, I formats move too fast and they're too ephemeral. I want something I will be able to convert forward if I decide it's something I want to keep.
3: My only issue is that i am paying for I am paying for stuff that is subpar, and I think Audible mm-hmm. should have just like a Books Audible should have uh, a quality control where they listen to something and they go, no matter who the publisher is, they should say, no, this is crap.
0: In this an ideal crap. world, that that would be good, but then again. Isn't that kind of comparable to saying to a music store you have to make sure that all the music that you're carrying is decent?
3: No, no. I'm not talking about the content. I'm talking about the qua- the audio, the overall audio quality. Mm-hmm. For example...
2: I, I think it would be a bit more like a bookstore saying, yeah, the print has to be legible.
3: I mean, and that's what I'm talking about, is that is that if you're... Like, for example, if you've got... Let, let's say a bookstore says, you know, well, yeah, we'll carry your book, and then they carry the book, and... And I've seen this happen before, where um, you know the the, the the print is crooked. You know, the, the it, it's been printed it's been printed crooked. And you're like you're like you know I don't want to read this. You know, mm-hmm. or let's say let's say uh, a bookstore is selling books, and you know the entire stock came in and it was wet. So all the all the, yeah. page, all the pages are, are, are okay. I see what like you that. mean. That's what I'm talking about. The story can be fantastic, but if it's if it's if it's presented in a, in a horrible fashion. The, the publisher needs to be held. You know, and Chris's, and Chris's it's like a
4: can of corn with a big old dent in the side. It should at least be half off or something. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, it is half off. I mean, you look at what, what those audiobook companies charge for, or used to charge for audiobooks. It was insane. <laughs> and I, I give Audible credit I think that they're actually driving down the price of audiobooks because there's no,
4: there's no physical product. They're selling you lines and lines of code when you think about it. Well, no, wait, no, 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 wait a minute.
0: No, no, no. As someone, as someone who does professional audio production, I'll be a like, small
4: I think downloadable. They're not giving you a CD. It's just it's a downloaded.
0: Yeah, but, but it's diff- there's a big difference between downloading a ebook, which is the product of one person's, maybe two or three people's labor if you're getting, you know, if you got it edited and you've got some good beta readers, just a handful of people's labor. And an audiobook, which in a production environment is going to have a director, a producer, a tech guy, studio time, and a reader. That's a lot of people's salaries you've got to pay for that time.
5: And okay, they're now, expensive. Well, what I'm saying is there's no overhead? So like, if you no, have a, no distribution garage,
4: you don't have a, you don't have a box full of, full of the physical right, things. There's no distribution
0: overhead and no inventory. Yeah. Right.
4: Okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. I understand the work that goes in. it. Believe me.
3: Oh, uh, you know, I had that uh, happen once. I had that happen once. I had these, um, I had these people, uh, tell me, um, uh, these people actually hired me to do a podcast. And I went to them and I said, Well, why do you want to do a podcast? And they said, Well, we wanted you to do a podcast because it's cool. Uh huh. And they, they sold audiobooks. And I said, Okay, well, seriously, look at your business. It's audiobooks. What do you want to, to convey? And they said, We want to sell more books. I went, Is that it? She's like, Yes. I said, Okay, then here's what you do take your least selling title, your least selling title, the one that isn't moving at all, and you podcast it. And she said, you mean you mean like the first few chapters? I said no. Podcast the whole thing from beginning to end. And the woman, I kid you not, reached in front of me, patted me on the knee, and said, "Oh, t, you just don't understand what goes into an <laughs> audio production." I stared. You at this don't, woman. huh? I, I stared at this woman. and I said, "Really? I don't understand." And she was like, "No, you don't, son." The minute she called me, son, oh. I said, well, you know what, Mom? I think we're done. And, and that was it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know the amount of hours. I know the blood, sweat, and tears goes into it. But mm-hmm. I also know that if you want to do a podcast and you want to sell books and yeah. you want to do something, maybe giving away something for nothing. Yeah. Maybe yes. giving away that. For, and and I'm, I wasn't even talking about their top title, which their top title featured Jason Marster's. Reading one of the books. James Marsters James Marshers. Judge, I'm sorry. Yes, James Marshers. Spike. He didn't sparkle. He mm. just looked all nice and mommy. <laughs> ah <laughs> <I'll be lost. laughs>
2: Oh, God, that was a (laughs) turn-on. Damn.
0: She's got a flush creeping up her neck. Lester Lester was leaning towards the microphone, and then he leaned away. I'm I'm like, Uh, snark detected, (laughs) snark deflected. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) But you see
3: what I mean. I mean, there is an amount of risk involved. Oh, absolutely. No, there absolutely is. You're you're taking a risk with releasing it. it, It's 10, even down from 10. Yeah. But I personally think that... Crown Publishing has shown, and I, and I really wish St. Martin's would give Hutch a little bit of leeway,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and let Hutch either do something with personal effect or do something. Yeah, Kitty's still on here, Kim. Uh, or, or do something with um or do something with uh, um uh, personal effect. Or do something more with personal effect. Dark art, because Crown Publishing has proven with contagious <laughs> Sigler made mm-hmm. the New York Times bestseller list. That's not an easy feat. No, it's not an easy <laughs> feat. And I think while it is a risk. It's a risk that has nothing but returns. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of the way the publishing industry is right now. It's nothing but
0: returns. You <laughs> um, <laughs> boom. Thank indeed. you. Thank
3: you. I'll be here all night. Don't forget to tip the staff. Try the veal. Um, <laughs> but but no, I, I I think you know. Do I think we're trailblazers? Do I think we're rocking the boat? Honestly, I don't. I think what we're trying to do is we're just trying. We're just trying mm-hmm. to get our names out there.
0: Yeah, it's called a loss leader, and it's a perfectly yeah. valid business strategy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got I got no problem with that. I just um I. Yeah, I obviously have no problem with it because I'm doing it. Exactly. Um, no, it's just the the idea. I was objecting to the idea that an audiobook is nothing more than lines of code. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was going oh, a to say, again,
4: before, you know what I was saying.
1: Yeah, before I got
0: derailed, I, I
4: was saying that the difference in between, like, when they have a product that's damaged. I don't know. Never mind.
0: No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> you. You. After I said that, you you clarified. So that's right.
1: Yeah. Hmm. What I was going to say was that the... <laughs> yes.
0: Sorry. T has anointed Chris with the ears.
1: What I was going when to say is...
0: sparkly vampire dust in the chat room.
1: I remember what audiobooks used to cost before Audible got started. Yes. And they were selling them for 60 70 $80. They're mostly
0: just priced for libraries, basically.
1: Right. They were insane. And now because you can subscribe to Audible and you can get two books a month for twenty one, twenty two dollars $22 a month, um, that's really bringing down the price. And even if you want to mm-hmm. buy additional ones... Awesome. They're only You're only getting charged $22, $23 at yep. most, depending upon the length of the, the mm-hmm. book.
0: Which is bringing it down into the neighborhood of what buying a new book is.
1: Exactly. Which is
0: a, which is very cool.
1: Exactly. I mean, yes. Yeah, and, and, and it allows the publishers to move more volume, too. Right. And so they're starting to realize, hey, there's a market for this stuff. Yep. We don't have to sell each one for $80 a pop. <laughs> we can still turn a profit. And, yep. you know, the other thing... The other thing about it is that it's, I think, I've seen a real upswing in the creation of unabridged audiobooks. Yes. Before Audible, unabridged audiobooks were almost unheard of. You had Lord of the Rings, you had maybe the Chronicles of Narnia, and you had the Bible. And, and not a know. lot else. Yep. And when Audible showed that there was a market for unabridged audio, that people actually would sit and listen to something for 16, 18 hours and be enthralled by it. Um, All of a sudden, now you're seeing unabridged audio everywhere. And part of that, I think, is because it's getting cheaper to actually um, distribute the media. I mean, you can Mm -hmm. actually uh, record something on audio DVD and actually fit an unabridged audio book in a reasonable number of discs.
4: I, I hate abridged. I mean, not I hate them, but like, I'd never read a abridged if I had the
1: choice. No, they're terrible. I, I no. listened, I remember back in the mid-90s, I tried listening to a, an abridged Tom Clancy novel. I couldn't tell what the hell was going on.
0: Well, be fair. An unabridged Tom Clancy novel, you can't tell what the hell's going on.
1: Okay, but I didn't know
0: that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I admit, I, I tried
3: abridging Morady. Um, and I, that was one of the reasons why I actually went back and I did the unabridged Uh, remastered. Um, and I'm, I have no regrets about that. Uh, Mm -hmm. in fact, I'm curious because I I, I remember Chris, I remember Chris said, Now, Chris, did you listen to the first Moravi? I did not. You did not? Okay, so I did. But you did, and I was—I was—I—I'm—I've I'm al- always been curious about the people who listened to Moravi when it first dropped in 2005, mm-hmm. and then the remastered version where I put in a lot of the uh, the stuff that I'd cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually—I was actually pleasantly surprised at how many people really listened a second time, and said this made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I my my lesson learned was was that if I if I if I don't have to abridge something don't don't right. just ju- just just unleash it to the wild and I understand maybe in the early days with abridged with abridged fiction uh, on, in audio it was because for space you know, you know yeah. physical space and like and,
0: and probably distribution costs too cassettes and CDs are heavy to mail right and right. ship right. So and before you
4: know, I was mostly like, I mostly seen audiobooks books in the library on cassettes and you just get this big, big box of cassettes and it's such a pain in the ass.
3: Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. You're just listening on, turn tape over.
3: Right. And, yeah.
4: Uh, and, um, every 35 minutes.
3: But you're right. I, I think you're absolutely right, Chris. I think, the, I think the cost, um, I don't think the cost of, of it's, it's coming down because of podcasters. Mm-hmm. I think it's coming down because, because technology. Of, yeah, I mean, it's so, because of iPods. I mean, yeah. think about think about how you could have put up a setup like you've got right in here. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe five years ago, or even ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. It did, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and like I'm looking no, no, at no,
0: no, no. It
3: did well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I have a, I have a lot of little extra bells and whistles in my, in my studio too. Yeah. But I, but I also remember when we went uh, when we went and we did the second edition of Podcasting for Dummies.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the first, you know, the, when we were explaining
0: how to, how to set up yeah. stuff, well, like Aboard this quiet. Yeah, this is 100, 140 hundred hundred and forty bucks I got this board for. Right, right. A board this quiet, ten years ago when I was starting to do independent film. Was easily nine hundred bucks. That's what I'm talking about. See what I'm talking about? Because is you had, it, cause it was it had to be a studio board. You couldn't get a live sound board.
3: Right. First, I mean, first you've got you know when when I was doing the uh, w- when we were doing the rewrite, you know, I talked about where you get your board. Then after you get your board, you got to get an audio card. Then you got to get the RCA cables. And then you got to mm-hmm. get all the different. Th- th- then you got to make sure that 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 it's the right kind of card, and you plug it all mm-hmm. in, and then you plug in the XLR. You plug yeah. this in, and then you're ready to go. Nowadays. If you wanted to do any kind of basic podcasting, for half the cost of that first initial setup that we wrote about in Podcasting for dummies, you can now go out for half the cost, get one microphone, Mm -hmm. plug in a USB cable, you're ready to go. Right. It's that simple. That's between 2005 and 2009. Well, yeah. Basically,
0: you now have the option. You now have a semi-pro option, which you didn't before. Semi pro with Will Ferrell. Yeah. I mean, your setup, my setup, these are pro setups, right. even on a small scale. On a small scale, right? Um, this uh, my pro audio card. Uh, the AD converter here will do eight tracks. The pro audio card will do forty. Right. Um, no one needs that to do just audio books. No. But what you're talking about, there's now a prosumer setup prosumer, that's available yeah, that there, there wasn't before. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. So my setup ch- is oh. pretty
4: much an... A MacBook like an Apple laptop and uh, an interface. And then it pretty much has the whole board and the studio all built into it.
0: Yep. Yep, that's true. Hopefully Pip should be here pretty soon. Does anyone else wanna 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 jump in and uh gab, ask questions, etc., by voice?
4: Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually about to go ahead and go to bed. Okay. But it was lovely chatting cool, with thanks everybody. Thanks
0: for dropping in, Danny, and thank you for the Fabulous, fabulous music. I think I yeah. mean Fabulous
2: Fabulous!
0: <laughs> the,
4: no, I'm, glad, I'm glad everyone's digging it and I will continue to make it so well, so, good. Keep keep up the good work, guys. Yeah, Sweet Danny man, thanks.
1: Danny, have you registered yet for Danny is not dot com?
4: <laughs> Forgot about that.
1: <laughs> and also have you bought uh Danny Shade without a C and redirected it to dannyshade.com? dot com?
4: I have not. Do it. You should do it. All right, well, let me just pull some of this money out of my ass. <coughs> oh, dang, I don't have any left. Oh, I'm okay. to have used use it for uh-huh. lunch today. Now, yeah, come on, right, registering right it. I'll, I'll try. Kim says, Actually, I, got, I got tip jar money coming from
0: Dan. I get yeah, okay. I, get, I get a little bit get of ropey. First feet. tips in the it. tip jar the last couple of weeks.
1: Sweet. Yeah. Yep. Danny, oh. Kim says stay away from the sparkly vampire pregnancy dust. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, have a great night, everybody, and uh, check out doingtheshow.com. Ding. Ooh. Subscribe to the podcast and all that good stuff.
0: All
1: right. Bye. All right. Take it easy, Danny. Have a good one. Yeah. Alrighty, righty, ladies and gents, oh, okay. we have... Oh, Gutshot has joined us. Oh, Gutshot. Awesome Gutshot. He says, I can call in in a couple of minutes if you need somebody to babble. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah,
0: we're we're, we're man, ostensibly discussing the launch of Down From Ten.
3: The man behind the Morning Nom podcast. Oh, is that? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe that's morningnom.com. dot com. Ding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. mm.
1: There's been a lot of debate about uh, about um, JRR Tolkien and whether or not he uh was a good writer or not because there there seems to be argument about him what suck, draining all of the emotion out of the the books well and i think that how could it how much better could it have been if there had actually been some characterization
3: no 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 i i i, I think people have been way too hard on, no. on, on that
1: Tol- tolkien on... was writing in the
0: genre of ancient epic and mm-hmm. it, and that's what ancient epic is like and the other thing too is
3: you have to realize that that when you look at the the works of people you know Mm -hmm. of the time i mean tolkien was writing in the style of the time
1: well he Uh, was writing in the style of a time of about 50 years before him
3: and, and but on, but what I mean is that yeah, if someone were to try to get published, the Lord of the Rings today, it, it wouldn't probably wouldn't happen. get published. No, it wouldn't. Neither would neither would um, neither would any of the classics, yeah. War of the Worlds mm-hmm. or, or, or Twenty Thousand Leagues mm-hmm.
1: Under the Sea, no. yeah. but for their day, it was the Ur fantasy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because of that, I give it more leeway. Plus, look well, at what happens. There, there was just there. He had a hard time selling a book that long. Uh, and it was only three smallish volumes. Um, if you look at, if you took his plot and put in the kinds of characterization that you we expect now, you would end up with *The Song of Ice and Fire*, yeah. which is six, <laughs> you know, four or five volumes and counting of eight hundred-page books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of scope we're talking about right. here. Right. Exactly. So I mean,
3: you know, do I do I do I think that uh, do I think that Tolkien was a lousy writer? I don't think that at all. I think, no, I think I he think was. So. Uh, I think this he, his his writing was very stylized, and his storytelling yes. mm-hmm. was very stylized. I think a lot of what made Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, was actually the backstory. Oh yeah, you know maybe. all the backstory. Yep. You know some of it. Yeah, some of it is, pr- is pretty long-winded, but when you finally get into the story itself, and you get on you you get on the road with 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 the characters, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the road with Bill Will Baggins, you know. What I mean, um, you know, I <laughs> Frodo mean, Baggins. yeah, Fro- and Frodo Baggins. Um, you know, I think that that uh, that that it's it, it's 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 a wonderful it's a wonderful emotional ride, mm. and I think that you know. If you if you want more emotion out out of the story of the Lord of the Rings then go to Peter Jackson's films.
1: Yeah, you, pretty you much. Know. Or mm-hmm. listen
0: to one of the audiobooks because or the audio drama. Or the audio drama, but but one of the things about Tolkien that um people who and this may become less of a problem as podcast novels and audiobooks become more common. But Lord of the Rings is meant to be read aloud. Silmarillion yeah. even more so. But a lot of Tolkien's emotion is contained within the meter he writes in. Yeah. yeah. Rather than with the words he uses because he is writing an oral epic. Right. It's a bit like Shakespeare. I yeah, mean, like, like I mean, Shakespeare. I, I think the failure the failure of Shakespeare on the high school level, the
3: reason why so Is many that they
0: get people to read him. No, they
3: don't. They don't. And then... I, I, remember they force people...
0: No, no, I mean they force... They force, they force people to read, to read it read instead of reading it out loud. Read I mean, it was to Be
1: performed. And
3: then they usually show. Sadly, they usually show in the schools. They show these these horrendously out of date. You know, 20- BBC
1: productions. Yeah, that were which like were ambitious low for the
3: <laughs> right. They were low budget. Mm-hmm. They were ambitious for the time, but there was a point where they they stopped being good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like for example, there was a woman that was looking for a really good version of Macbeth. And she couldn't find one. And I said, did you ever do a search for the Ian McKellen, Judy Dench Macbeth? And oh. she, there were, there were, she was like, say that again. You know, I mean, uh-huh. I, I thought I thought she was going to throw herself at, at her feet. So I did say it again. I said Macbeth, and she threw herself at her feet. Um, but uh, no, I'm serious. What, uh, the thing is, like, Romeo and Juliet. If I were to be teaching Romeo and Juliet to high school students, I would show the recent film with DiCaprio and Danes.
1: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Because to me, that was the first time that I actually bought the she happened to wake up at this specific time the, mm-hmm. i never bought that moment where romeo would down the potion and then die and then she would wake up i yeah. thought it was even more tragic that she wakes up goes to touch his cheek and by accident he, he downs the potion oh. i'm like that's
1: freaking brilliant yeah it is <clears throat> um question from ap stevens do we think that uh, is omnipresent pov dead uh, you mean omniscient i'm sure no because
3: yeah. i'm writing in it what Moravia was on. What, yeah, what was that? True. And for some people, they really dig it. For others, they don't. Yeah, um,
1: personally, I can't stand omniscient uh, POV. It's one of the main <laughs> issues that I had with Moravia yeah, was the yeah, jumping you around me between people's heads. Right. Right.
0: And I actually like it, but it's really hard to do. It's well. exhausting. It's very hard to, and I don't write in it. At at least at this stage in my career, I don't write omniscient because. In in my fiction, I'm exploring the chaos that ensues because humans have limited points of view. Right, and that's not something that you can. It, those, aren't, those aren't the kinds of stories you can tell with an omniscient point of view. Right. Um, if I get to the point where I decide I want to tackle epic fantasy, I will probably go with a, a either an omniscient or an oscillating omniscient to subjective. Well, yeah. uh,
3: I'll go to one better. I hate first person POV. Hmm. Absolutely, and you write in it. Yeah, and you write it, in it very well. But here's why. Here's why I write in first person POV for Billy Batting's because to me that is the defining. That is a defining quality. Yes, of, of the detect, genre. I mean the whole. Fiction. The whole. You know. The. I mean, people didn't particularly care for the Blade Runner that yeah. had the narratives. Mm-hmm. I miss the narratives in the in the quote unquote superior director's cuts.
0: There was there was a um, a version if you get the. Um, The the box set of Blade Runner. There's a work print version, which has a different version of the voiceover. Hmm. That will bring tears to your eyes, and you
3: see that's the. Th- that's- and it's the way
0: that kind of voiceover should be done, right?
3: And I think mm-hmm. I think that having that first person POV, you know, she walked into my office, and you know, with, mm-hmm. the, with the side lights and all, I could think was yeah. I got to Grundamolke that before the sun continues to go down, uh-huh. right. you know, that sort
1: of thing. <laughs> Noir is such an intensely intimate, oh, they're kind they're- of set uh, um, mm-hmm. ambiance, yeah, and so. which
0: is which is why I did such a constrained first per- or third person. Subjective for predestination,
1: right? And
3: and yet I I felt that I felt that with Moravi considering its its swashbuckling attitude, mm-hmm. considering its epic scale, get closer to the mic, oh, considering its about. epic scale, considering its epic scale, and uh, and things like that. I really felt that that it had to be third person omniscient. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Do I do, do I re- do I recommend? There was a lot, and I'll be the first one to say. And 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 Chris is absolutely right. There were a lot of things that, as much as I love Moravi and as much as I love mm-hmm the series itself there were a lot of things i did wrong in moravia really? um,
1: it needed an editor hey who's that
3: well hey that's pip, <laughs>
1: pip! <laughs> my there. first mistake
3: was 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 casting a new zealand accent voice i mean you know, people, right. i was chinese I was, for, a for, 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 for a chinese-based character oh oh hi pip
0: oh hi yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. pip hey i'm so glad you showed up welcome well, I'm glad to be here Dan I,
2: I see that uh, T. Morris hasn't completely run away with your show yes, no, la- no.
5: Ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and
2: gentlemen
3: Please <laughs> welcome to the show Wrong Way Ballantine,
0: Philippa <laughs> Ballantine. <laughs> Julius, Award- Julius Vogel, award-winning author and star of <laughs> Down, Down 10, From Ten. I'm
3: going to be sick.
0: <laughs> you're the other star of Down From Ten. What do you
3: mean she gets top bill? Okay, it's, it's the rack, isn't it? That's, why, the, she, yeah. that's why she gets the top bill. And, billing. and the voice. The I
0: mean, come on. When, when, you're, when your debut scene in the book is trying to figure out how to effectively hug and kiss someone while you're naked and covered in Vaseline without staining their suit... I mean, you, you got to give that woman yeah. top billing. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah, you're just not that cute covered in Vaseline. Yeah, Adam but Mance. I can do the
3: accent. Listen, I can do the accent. I'm going to have my fashion and chups in the car, <laughs> which is packed, in the car pack. Get on you, oh. sweet A's.
0: Sounds like Boston. Yeah, I was At- thinking
2: the same thing. It sounds bo- um, Bostonian.
0: Adam,
1: Adam Tease wants to know if uh, you have your own trailer for the recording, Pip. ha! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where evidently she records dressed only in olive oil. I'm going mm. to be in my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's making it onto the blooper reel. Ben. There you go. Oh
2: my god! Thank you very much, Ben. I'm now flushing.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, no. But I was going to say before before the key we interrupted. I was going to say I think that there was some the the, the, the two mistakes I, mistakes I made in Moravi for my first novel. Um, was, one, writing in third-person omniscient, because it is. It's hard to do. It's extremely hard to do. The second thing I did, which I think was a, was a mistake, was that I was going for, for for what I remember when I was reading. I remember the books that I read had extremely long chapters. Mm. Well, in...
2: Whitney the truth.
3: Fuck you, Valentine. <laughs> Fuck you, Okay. <laughs> It's right, right. It's look, look, look. I realize we're in Vancouver. It's not America, but it's Canada, so it's kind of close. Uh, do we we'll, we'll get it's in the boat point. and we'll keep going.
2: What? Can I just make one point, please? And my point is, like Doctor Who, the just dis- the shortest distance between two points may be a straight line, but it's not the most interesting.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: It's it's true in San Francisco, too. Uh-huh. But
3: when you're trying to make a, uh, a library signing in Danny Burke, me, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Put that, and you were screaming. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Kim
1: asked a while back why I didn't like uh, third-person omniscient, because it makes it extremely difficult to withhold information from the, the reader. And it makes it extremely difficult for the reader to empathize with the limited information that the characters have at their disposal, um, particularly since I am a big fan of dramatic irony. I love the, the idea of, you know, as you guys have noticed, um, having characters who don't have the whole picture, and I like being able to show through the changes in perspective which characters have which pieces of information and and which ones they're missing because it builds up the dramatic tension and helps create that creeping sense of oh crap when they're headed f- when you know it's like you seeing the people in the two different um the two different trains heading in opposite <laughs> directions. Not that I would know topic. what that kind of fiction is about at all. No, not at um, all.
0: Or dramatic irony, would, uh, mm. Chekhov's Howitzer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's the big problem. I think that that third-person omniscient is really kind of in, in and I'm going to get all all pompously literary here i think it's an immature <laughs> yeah. literary style and i think that the the evolution of limited perspective in the last 150 years is a was a big leap forward in the theory and practice of storytelling because it puts us closer to the characters and storytelling is all about empathy if you have to be able to identify with the characters ultimately story you know if you're going to tell a story about Uh, you know that is going to resonate with people stories are about people and it's about the the things that those people are experiencing and how their experiences change them
0: um that's a very limited perspective on what storytelling is Mm -hmm. and how it's that, that describes a particular era and genre of storytelling but um uh with some some great uh examples of of books that don't do that uh flatland
1: Never read it.
0: Oh, Edwin Abbott's uh, yeah, Edwin Abbott's Flatland, one of the most amazing perspective shifting novels on the universe ever written. It the whole thing takes place. Uh, it's told um, in an omniscient uh, in an omniscient voice. The main character is a triangle <laughs> in a two dimensional land.
3: Oh, I've heard about this, one, and
0: yeah. um, and the triangle at one day encounters a sphere, um, and has trouble understanding the sphereness and understand figuring out why the circle that it's met keeps changing shape Mm -hmm. and eventually uh they ascend to higher dimensions and encounter you know it's it's a story about mathematics and bounded perspective Hmm. told in third person omniscient it doesn't have human characters at all it's not emotional but it blows your mind Hmm. and it I sticks with I might have seen you. a video of this.
3: Yeah, yeah. someone was apparently trying to make a short film. Wow. They were trying to make a short film of Flatland, and I saw it, and I thought, this is ambitious, but it's, yeah, it's I got don't a, know a long way, way to off, go. Because if, if there's such a thing as uh, surreal science fiction, yeah, that's, that's it. it. that's it. Mm. That's it. That's I, it. I mean, I think also, for, for Omniscient 3rd for omniscient POV, <clears throat> I think that... Uh, um, the, for, at least for me, um, it, it, it makes, it makes the, the fiction in its own way a little more accessible.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, people that have picked up Moravi say, I don't read books. They just flat out say, I don't read books. But when I was reading this book, it was like a movie was playing in my head. Mm-hmm. And I think that you get a lot of third-person omniscient. When you watch visual media, because you are able to go from head to head and hop from head to head and do all that stuff.
0: And there, there are things you can do with, uh, with omniscient points of view that you can't do with the limited perspective. In the same way that with a, with a subjective point of view, you can't, uh, you can do things that you can't do. Getting into, um, getting into someone's head, making them experience what the character is experiencing, you can't do that with omniscient.
1: Right but you or you can but you're going to end up with a very inconsistent omniscient like frank herbert used with dune where he kept jumping around Um, from one character's head to another without scene breaks right which drove me fucking crazy (laughs) even though i love the book
0: but um but with omniscient what you you can do things that you can't do with subjective even with you're just talking about um empathy games with an omniscient point of view, you have to get to know the characters as if they are another person rather than as if you're walking around in their head. And um, generating empathy that way is very challenging. And very. it's a whole different very, kind of art it's form.
3: Very, it's fair.
0: Um, um, now, yeah. it, 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 and it requires a, an external characterization Um, which gives you room to, to fuck with the readers in a different way than limited perspective does. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't agree that it's an immature form of storytelling. I think it gets that name because, like a lot of things, there's this break point where it's the easiest kind of story to tell at all, but it's the hardest kind of story to tell. Well, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that
3: um but uh but enough about us let's let's talk more about what the well the, we've got some, some
1: people go are waiting to, to get into the oh, chat room yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so we've got we've got Gutshot on the line he's been waiting patiently for a while hello Gutshot. you're Hey, connected. i'm unmuted yeah
0: hey. awesome. i'm here okay there you what, go. what'd you want to ask
5: or say oh no i was just gonna comment like about 10 minutes ago about flatland but oh <laughs> it's on. gone now no no go for it uh, oh i just it was, I don't, know, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. It was an interesting read, though. Um, but it got tied into a whole lot of, uh, beyond just the, the perspective shifting into a lot of political stuff. But, uh, mm. yeah, it's it's gone now. I don't even okay. remember what I was going well, to say. It was if I remember correctly,
3: d- doesn't the two-dimensional... Don't the two-dimensional shapes declare war on the third dimensional On the third
5: dimension, I they sh- do at one point, And there's a whole lot of stuff about women in the flatland are all lines, and keeping lines in their place because they're dangerous because they're they can stab right through you and all this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was yes, yeah. Third lines. You can't. Oh, it was inappropriate for them to look at you from the end because they were infinitely sharp and they could kill you with a look and. <laughs> yeah it was great. There was a lot of socio political stuff wrapped up into two dimensions and i'm looking for my copy
3: well as you're looking for the copy i'm going to i'm going to fire off a a a, a thing for Pip because i'm just coming to the conclusion that um, this round table with the three of us guys talking about literary issues and political issues mm. isn't half as much fun as when
4: Pip was here. <laughs> i know talking
3: talking about sex <laughs> and Sex and Crisco oil and and prawn and all kinds of things like that. So Pip, feel
5: like he's not here. Pip
0: assured me, I'm,
2: she'd get saucy if I
0: can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, get you, I'm getting my wine. Give me a second. Ah, oh, uh, really. yes. Actually, the, no. The ultimate, ultimate social lubricant.
3: Actually, wait a minute. Yeah. No, Pip needs Pip needs what? Uh, what she had uh, with um, when um, it was the Midori. <laughs> Man, that was fun to watch. <laughs> Pip, we well, were partying, goodness. Like, yeah, we were throwing,
2: have that sick year old Scotch that you didn't bother to finish off. Yeah, me. I know, yeah. I you know. Left
0: unfinished 16 year.
3: Well, I, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It was um, it, it, that, <laughs> that, that was that was, my, that was my disappointment, my bad. Yeah. But I was going to say that um, now Pip uh at Balticon we we actually skyped Pip in on a party we were throwing, and Pip had just gotten in from work, and she pours herself, I think, yeah, she poured herself a a, a bindori, and um we watched her start with this full bottle of midori mm-hmm. by the end of the evening it was half full and pip was pip were we, we, like we, party. Up, we were all a bit sloppy and near the end of the evening pip says by the way morris i need lines for you from Weatherchild. <laughs> <laughs> get with the program you know like with the the branch and the tree and the what was I talking? Ah!
5: Oh yeah, weather show. By the yeah. time I got there, she may or may not have been flashing people. Oh, <laughs> man. oh yeah.
3: Well, that was at the party. Yeah, That was at the party. That was that was uh, that was after the party. But anyway, so um. But my my question to you is Pip, you have a pretty busy year uh, coming up with yeah. Geist and with uh, Digital Magic. Uh, so my question to you is. Um, why did you take on this role of uh, uh, Carol? Yeah, um, because it's Dan. <laughs> oh, and, and Dan
2: begs <laughs> so prettily, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> no, because no, it's it Dan, and because I know Dan wrote it, so I was just um, immediately assured that it would be fabulous and not uh, sparkly at all.
3: Not not sparkly at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I can't I can't do it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a scotch come out of Dan's nose. So I'm
5: gonna I'm gonna wait. Until Thank you. I
0: don't want to burn my nose. There you go. There you go. There you go. Somebody who
5: has actually done that before with uh, black velvet, I believe it was. I oh. Oh, do man, not invite. Oh,
3: that's nasty. Just oh man, I go. smelled.
5: I smelled new colors. <laughs> Wrap your mind around that one. Oh man, that hurt.
3: So, well, tell us a little bit though. Since you got us, since we got you on here, Pip yeah. and I, and I, I evoked the G word. Tell us a little bit about Geist.
2: Um, Geist,
3: which is the alternative
2: title, is Three Days of Sex on a Blimp." <laughs> which I reckon they should start with that one. Uh, it's a a bunch of uh, crazy deacons who um, are protecting the world from an invasion of otherworldly creatures called Geist. Um, it's it's uh, sexy
3: steampunk supernatural kicker. G- give the elevator pitch. Beth. <laughs> give the elevator pitch. I-, I love your elevator pitch.
0: She oh, said three days of sex on a blimp.
3: No, 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 no. There, there, <laughs> oh, there's a se- there's a '70s cop show she oh, references. Okay. It's, oh yeah Oh yeah. The
2: Exorcist, starts Skin Hatch. Nice. There
1: you go. There you go.
2: Steampunk. Steampunk. So do you have moon maidens? Do you have moon maidens? There no, are no, no, no moon maidens, but I can go back. Up.
0: <laughs> yes. but, uh, yeah, no, there's a the, re- the Of course, the reason I asked Pip to play Carol was there's she's supposed to be British. This is another British character I rewrote <laughs> to New yes. Zealand for Pip. Um, That's right. But uh But there, there's this, uh, th- this line in the in the first episode. She, uh, as she's, she's, uh, she's standing there, um, with her arms crossed over her chest, like a, like an annoyed, if underdressed British nanny. And the, Carol's character is a, is just, just this very laid, not laid back, but, um, very subtle dominatrix who just, (laughs) who, who who doesn't need to make a big show of it. She just, you know, occasionally uh ah, behave yourself. Yes, no, give me the riding crop. Whap. There you are. <laughs> oh, we don't know anyone like that. <laughs> yeah, right. I love
2: playing type.
0: You love playing what?
3: In Against type. Against type. Yeah, of yeah. course of course wrong way. Of course. You're playing against type. <laughs> yeah. Of course.
0: Of course. <laughs> Uh, and, and part, partly after the sex round table, there was a, um, let's say a bit of competition under who could outsauce who in the coming months. <laughs> well, how, how, we, how, did the, so, I, how did the saucy bitch in the other, in the other room handle well, it? Well, he hasn't written anything new since then. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, 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 that's seen uh-huh. the public light of day. But, uh, meanwhile, I went on erotic a la carte and I'm like, I've got a, I've got to out-pip-pip here. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And and then to really get and then to really challenge her to up her naughtiness game, I'll get her to play the naughtiest character in Down from Ten. There we go. And uh, so we'll see what she comes up with next. I'm enjoying
3: it already. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm
0: I'm loving the bloopers, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is not <laughs> Scotch. Doers is not Scotch. <laughs> the uh the dirty this is going to have the dirtiest fucking blooper reel ever cuz <laughs> it's not just you pip i mean i've got t's bloopers i've got chris's bloopers and i've got kitty's bloopers i don't just have kitty's bloopers i have what kitty does to me when i'm recording the narration <laughs> oh my it <Does laughs> involve the flogger well, pip, y- yeah it can how oh my available for purchase? <laughs> They'll drop on the feed, but uh, K- Kitty decided. Kitty took it upon herself to see how much it would take to distract me from my <laughs> narrating game.
2: <laughs> you're s- se- cool, se- cool sexually
0: molesting me in the sound booth.
2: Oh,
0: yeah, and poor, the poor, poor Dan. It's such a tragedy. I was just
2: going to and- say,
3: Dan, you really should not be releasing us on the feed. You should come up with like you're like. <laughs> podcasterpron.com yeah, really. ding and then what you do is for 1995 a month you drop, drop in sauciness of how distracted can can
0: keep Dan? And, and then i've got Nobilis and miss calendar who are also saucy as hell and i mean i've played you a t i've played you a couple of the miss calendar
3: yes yes <laughs> i can't help it i like sex it is a, <laughs> it's just so matter of fact yeah yeah just, wow, okay.
0: she, she will uh, it's a shame she's not here. She was supposed to be here tonight, but the uh, wires got crossed. But um, she will read a line, and she'll get a get something in her head from it, and she'll go on this long monologue about something involving sex. And then she'll be like, oh, yeah, and where were we again? And yeah. she'll go <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got dirty bloopers out of her for predestination, which I haven't cut together yet. But no, down from ten. Way dirtier. <laughs>
3: look forward to that then and for the record i will have to say pip pip did a lovely job as my as my as my as my pans as my personal assistant in new zealand um you know even even regardless of the times when she said here here's the map where are we headed i'm like i don't know i'm we're driving on the wrong side of the road as far as i'm concerned but hey
0: (laughs) Jeanette Marsh asks, "With Vaseline? Uh, yes, Jeanette, check out the first episode of Down from Ten at downfromten.jdsawyer.net. ding, which dropped today." It, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, I didn't actually have that Vaseline, so I used olive oil. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> well, you're making a you're making a good effort. I'll be in my bunk.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Who
0: was that? that was Gutshot.
3: in his bunk with with his
5: Jane hat. <laughs> <laughs> The, well, a lot
3: of me Just the Jane hat. Oh yeah, mad props to the Jane and hat. A of tub of it. It's not a proper bunk without the Jane hat. But um, <laughs> no. Uh, but no. Uh, Pip took great care of me. She took me to many different spots in uh in in both in both uh the in both New Zealand. Uh, um,
2: and
3: and I made record
2: your um, audio
0: for Dan. Yes, you did. Yes, yes. you did. Yes, Thank you very much for that.
2: Uh, and it was only it was a couple of broken ribs. And, you know, <laughs> was,
3: I, I popped
5: his shoulder blade out a couple of times.
3: She popped a cap in <laughs> my ass. <laughs> popped a cap popping out in his ass. Yeah. <laughs> she was one of those mother-uckers, ucking with my share. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I do have to share this with you, Pip. When Dan and Kitty were, were when Dan was pulling out into the street, I was going, fuck, you're going around the way, fuck, you're going around the way, fuck, you oh, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm back in the States, okay, <laughs> chill, chill, So I gotta chill. ask,
5: uh-huh. e, did she let you get behind the wheel of the car? No, no! she did not, and I'm she glad She didn't let of you it. in the seat three? Oh, you missed out, mate. Those I suckers handle like a I dream.
2: I did also, I said, do you want
3: to drive a bit? I said no. <laughs> I said
5: oh, you pushed he, out he, no no not like that didn't a, let you,
3: no, no, you pushed shot, out gut shot here's the deal Here, here's the reason why I pushed out the reason I pushed out was is that I could drive like a rent free driver well that's one thing the other thing too is that <laughs> you
0: just don't know where you're going
3: well yeah. not not even that <laughs> let, 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 <laughs> let me let me pick. scariest again, so while wrong way talks to herself I'm going to go ahead and explain this because <laughs> <clears throat> she's the only person listening
2: um, I'm getting on the plane.
3: Oh, sorry, I've got to go to the airport, right? Oh, you <laughs> talk big. You talk big. You talk a good game, Valentine. Chance, so you'll get on the plane, you'll be like, How did I end up in Tokyo? <laughs> Fuck me running. <laughs> I thought I was going to San Francisco. Oh, that's the problem. Well, Francisco, Tokyo, me. they both end with an O. <laughs> oh well, I'll get on the fast boat and I'll go I'll go east. <laughs> I'll eventually oh, hit oh. America.
2: Actually, T, um, Kitty, I think you really need
0: to get the flogger. Please. Uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. So, Chris <laughs> is too busy eating. You've been commissioned yeah. to flog T, Kitty. Anyway,
3: yes. so what I was so going to say were was you that,
0: out for what reason?
3: gut shot, the original plan was this. See, way back when um, I, was, I was on this California road rally, and the scariest roads I have ever driven oh. were, um, we were in a convertible in California, and with the Pacific Coast Highway. I mean, I was...
0: Oh, I was those. Hugging. so much fun. Yeah,
3: they were fun. They don't remember they were fun. Like I was hearing, you know, I was hearing my, 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 my wheels, Chirping. you know, tripping. Yeah. And I looked, and I looked <laughs> off to one side, and I'm like, oh, that's a straight drop down. Uh-huh. And I started thinking about all those Columbo movies, you know, things like that. Well, see, so, but,
0: but, but the glory of the Pacific Coast Highway is if you miss, you don't suffer. That's true. It's a long enough drop, but you hit the bottom, and you're liquid. <laughs> and you've well, got
5: a great view on the way down.
3: Yeah, now, now now gut shot. Here's the thing. Now you have you driven the Pacific you know what I'm talking about? The, the Pacific Coast Highway. I, I was right?
5: on the Pacific Coast Highway yesterday. Okay. In Oregon.
3: Well, here's the thing. Take those curves. Make them sharper. Put it at night. That's what it's like so, driving through New Zealand with Pip. Um, I mean, <laughs> And then here's Ooh. the other thing. Here's the other thing. Got shot driving the wrong side of the road. Uh, to me, that was just that was so disorienting. I really did. It, it, it wasn't just personal safety. I didn't want to mess up Pip's car because I, I tell you right now, Sophia's got an attitude. Man, when we brought, when we brought her back from when we brought her back from uh, from Auckland, she was covered in dirt. And every time we got Do what? She was covered in dirt. That's
0: what he said. Her I said dirt.
3: she was covered in dirt. Take, right. take, pip. Take the kiwi fruit out of your ears, and you'll hear me better. Um. So, so, um, you know, we're, we're 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 driving Sophia, and Sophia just has this attitude of like, "I'm covered in dirt, you bitch. Do something, wash me. Do something, <laughs> fucking
5: bitch." I mean, she's calling everybody bitches. It's, it's a, a, a beamer. The uh, German accent's a little more pronounced.
3: Well, that—that's just yeah. That—that's the other problem. Sophia has identity issues because she's a German BMW, but she's got an Italian accent. Oh,
0: man. Man. It's kind like, ca- of like it's kind of like in Down from East Ten, who's uh, who's got a German name and a French accent. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Exactly. <laughs> um, now that spaghetti's making me hungry,
0: so I got to go get some. Yeah. Uh, uh On Twitter, my. Uh, uh, Martin asks, uh, uh, says the lyric from Rammstein's song Sonne sounds a lot like the couplet I used for Down from 10 on the promo. Or must, must have been on the, uh, on the, 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 the preview. And, uh, is that deliberate? And the answer is no. The Down from 10 poem I wrote on a plane, uh, from San Francisco to, uh, Portland on my cell phone. I was sitting there and I just got this, uh, got this, the, the, the phrase down from ten just had this poetic cadence and I started playing with it. Um, I actually haven't listened to a whole hell of a lot of Rammstein, so uh, I'm going to have to go and, and listen to that song now and see what the similarities are. Oh, but then. now you can sell it. Oh I yeah, think. Danny Shade, I, I wrote a whole lyric, and, and, and at the beginning of the book that's one of the verses, and Danny Shade is composing music for a single.